Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's begin with prayer. My heavenly Father, you stood in front of Moses one day and asked Moses to get out of the way. You were going to strike all the Hebrews dead as one man. And Moses stood before you and said, not so, Lord, because they'll say about you that you, could, you brought them out into the wilderness and you couldn't take them in. And Moses made a wonderful comment. Father, he said, let the power of my Lord be great. And he wasn't talking about physical power. He was talking about the power to forgive, Amen. the power to have grace. And Father, I ask now, let the power of my Lord be great. Grant us grace. Grant us the grace, the great grace that was on the day of Pentecost. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. I ask for that grace, Father, the grace that works. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I started, um, I'm like you. My first job was a janitor for a post office. Then I became a waitress, and I put myself through college. And then I became a teacher for a little while. And then God brought me to Texas, and I became a business owner, a businesswoman. I owned a sign company. And then God sent me back to be a teacher, and now I'm here preaching the gospel. When I was, God put me in the sign business, put me out in the wilderness to learn how to follow him, to learn how to trust him, to have faith, to have my faith grow. And there was some situations, there were some days where money was tight. I mean, tight. I mean, so tight, everything squeaked. And, and there was hardly any money for food. And I had six people living in my house. There were four children, and three of those boys were teenagers, and you know how they eat. And I had to trust God, believe God, have the faith that God would feed my family when it didn't look like there was much money. Oh, we'd have enough business come into the shop to, to cover our bills at that time, but there wasn't any extra. And I remember one day looking at the, looking at, I needed the groceries. And I said, Father, we, I need to feed these children. I need to feed them. What are you going to feed them? Do you know what? A man came in about 10 minutes later. And he just happy said, I'm your new next door neighbor, the business. I said, really? What, what kind of business do you have? He said, I'm, I'm a restaurant. He said, I need a sign. He said, but I'm just starting out. I don't have a whole lot of money. I said, oh, really? I said, I'll tell you what. I said, how about I make you a sign and you feed my family for a week? He said, deal, lady, deal. Do you know what? That's faith. Amen. Do you know that's faith? You know, I didn't read so-and-so's books about 14 steps to faith. And you know, I didn't go to cemetery, I mean seminary. Do you know how I learned? I'll show you. Turn with me to Romans 10. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty and I'm going to get audastic. All right, let's turn to Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by attending so-and-so's faith seminar. Faith cometh by hearing and reading so-and-so's books of 14 steps to faith or 13 steps to your healing or seven steps to prosperity. Does the Bible say that? Does the Bible say that? It doesn't. Do you know that Jesus has the answer? Do you know that Jesus wrote the book? Do you know we can call it one step to faith? Isn't that a lot easier? That's what got my family fed for a week. Now, turn. let's look at verse 17 again. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, what word are they talking about? I was a... a, a Third grade reading teacher specialist. That's what my degree was. I had a, a degree in education. We called it a BS. That's for sure. And I had a reading specialization. So I had, I had to learn how to teach third graders to read. And you know, one of the things I told the third graders, you got to read the whole thing. You can't just read one sentence and find your answer. You have to read the whole thing. We said, we would tell them, now be a careful reader. Be a careful reader, because if you're not a careful reader, you're going to be in third grade again. They got the end. They, they, they learned. So let's go back to verse 14 and see what this whole passage is talking about. It says, how then shall they call on him and whom they have not believed? And how shall they... Believe in him in whom they have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? You better make sure the preacher you're listening to was sent by God, not just walked up to a pulpit. It says, all right, that, the, that how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. The gospel. Now, in one sentence or two sentences, we have the word gospel twice. The gospel. Let's go on. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. So what were they supposed to obey? The gospel. So how were they going to believe? What were they going to have to believe? The gospel. What were they going to have to hear? The gospel. What was that person going to be that was sent? What was he going to preach? The gospel. The gospel. Not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What were you supposed to preach? The gospel. Let's go on. It'll show that. It says, they have not all obeyed the gospel. For. For. The word for. It's almost like that word but. For. Elias saith, Lord, who has believed our report? Isaiah said, who has 
has believed our report. They said, what are you supposed to, what are you supposed to hear? What are you supposed to believe? What are you supposed to preach? The gospel. The gospel. Paul, the apostle Paul right here is saying, you got to preach. You got to believe. You got to hear the gospel. The gospel. Now, and then he goes on and says, Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Well, we know what that report was. Go with me to Isaiah 53. We're going to go. Verse 1. This is what Paul was referring to. They needed to hear. They needed to believe. They needed to see. They needed to preach the gospel. For Isaiah says, who has believed our report? Well, what was Isaiah talking about? Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty we should desire him. This is the Lord Jesus of Nazareth on the cross. He said he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely... He has borne our griefs and carried our pain, our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That's the gospel. And if you go on, the most very important part of the gospel is God raised him from the dead. Amen. Now, you're not sure of that? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15. Hallelujah. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Now, this is the apostle Paul telling us exactly what the gospel is. Remember, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You want some faith? Do you need faith? You know, I was in a denominational church for years, and I saw no faith, not in me or anybody around me. But we were reading this book, and we were reading that book, and we were going to see this movie, and we were meeting every Sunday night to discuss this, and there was no faith. Where does faith come from? Faith comes from, what does it say? It says faith comes from the gospel. The gospel. So now we got to find out exactly what that gospel is. Why? Because we want faith. Because some of us have to feed our kids tomorrow. All right, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, Paul preached the gospel. Unless you have believed in vain, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. So Paul received the gospel. How? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing what? The gospel. What is the gospel? Jesus died. Jesus was buried. 
And Jesus was raised again the third day. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the gospel. Romans 10 is talking about the gospel. You have to hear the gospel. The gospel is where you'll find your faith. You know how I know that? Turn with me to Mark 1. Jesus and his one step to faith. We don't need the 14 steps to faith. We don't need the 12 steps to your healing. We don't need the seven steps to your prosperity. We need what Jesus preached. What Jesus preached. The man wrote the book. One step to faith. Jesus. Mark 1, verse 14. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee Preaching the what? What? I'm your teacher. What? He preached the gospel. Right. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. If our Messiah, if our Savior is preaching the gospel, don't you think we ought to? If Jesus, our Messiah, was preaching the gospel. Don't you think that's what we should be preaching? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the gospel. Don't you think we ought to be preaching the gospel? That's where you're going to get your faith. That's why you've been sitting in that church all those years wondering, when is it ever going to happen? It's going to happen when you believe the gospel. All right, let's go on with Jesus. The man wrote the book. The book, this is your answer. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. He said, believe the gospel. You're Messiah. The reason you go to church said, believe the gospel. He didn't say, believe the law of Moses. Do you hear that? Jesus preached the gospel. He said, repent you and believe the gospel. First, he preached it, and then he told you to believe it. He didn't tell you to believe Moses. He didn't tell you to believe Isaiah. He didn't tell you... To to follow after King David, he said, believe the gospel. The time is fulfilled. In other words, here I am. Here I am. Believe the gospel. He preached the gospel. He didn't preach anything else. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Turn with me to 2 Timothy 3. Verse 1, this know also that in the last days, and we're in them. If you don't think we're in the last days, turn on the TV. Perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemies, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, Tready, heady, high-minded. Heady? Heady? 
of pleasures more than lovers of God. Does that sound like any place you know of? Does that sound familiar? All right, it says, verse 5, look at this. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep in. Do you see that? Denying the power thereof. Denying the power thereof. Are you in a church where they deny the power of God? Are you in a church that says there is no more healing? There is no more speaking in tongues. There is no more miracles. Are you in that kind of church? You're found right there in 2 Timothy, denying the power thereof. Jesus is alive, folks. He's not dead. All right, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Of this sort are they which creep into houses and leads captive, silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts. Now look at this next verse. Ever learning. Ever learning. I got this guy's book, and I got that guy's book, and I got this guy's study, and I've got that guy's material, and I got all their CDs, and I got all this stuff. Ever learning. And what's the next part say? Never come able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. What is the truth? Jesus preached it. He preached the gospel. He came into Galilee and he preached the gospel. And he said, now the time is fulfilled. Repent and believe the gospel, not so-and-so's books or so-and-so's seminars. He said, believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. You believe the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You know where I learned it? I learned it here at Water of Life. I learned it here at Water of Life, and I would come here, and I would listen to the gospel, and I would go home, and I'd Read my Bible. Yes, you're going to have to read that Bible. You're going to have to open it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what was that word? The gospel. You open that Bible and you will find that just about everywhere you read, you'll find the gospel. Why? Because that's what Jesus came for. That's what the whole reason of that Bible is for, is for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I learned it here, and God taught me at home. And you know how he taught me? He stuck me in situations where the only way out was through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's where I learned it. I didn't learn it in seminary, and I didn't learn it from all these books. I didn't learn it from going from church to church and meeting to meeting. You know, you can go to meetings every night of the week and never have faith. Never find faith. Never get there. Never see it work in your life. Why? Repent you and believe the gospel. The gospel. I had a situation. I was in the sign business. And I had, I had um, a construction sign. I had a man come, a big company, a big company, a major U.S. company, come in and they were building several huge uh, multi-story buildings in our little town of Frisco. 
And he came in and he said, we need a coming soon sign, a development sign on the property. No problem. We gave him the, the bid. And we, we went out there. We looked at the place. We saw how we were going to install the sign. I mean, I did it all, folks. I may be this size, but I did it all. So we looked at all the site. We gave them the bid. My husband was working with me, and, and we got it all together. And then we made a date to come install, install the sign. We go out there to install the sign. Well, when we go out there, they had excavated where we were going to put the sign. No problem, unless you live in Texas. You will find that in this area of Texas, there is rock about 12 inches below the surface of the dirt. And so my ex-husband and I, we get this auger, two-man auger. My husband was, at that time, was a big, burly guy. And, and, and I'm here. I'm 110 pounds, five foot two, five foot two and a half. So he gets, we get our, with the two-man auger, we're going to go out there and we're going to put the post in the ground. We're going to put that auger there and we've got to get about 24 inches into that dirt. So we get the two-man auger. I'm standing on one side and, and he's on the other. And while we're getting this ready, we have behind us, we have all this construction company out there with all their equipment. They've got scrapers. They've got bulldozers. They've got steam shovels. They've got the whole thing. They're working on that excavation. But now it's their lunchtime. So they're sitting beside their trucks and they're eating lunch. And here comes me and my ex-husband and we're going to put holes in the ground with a two-man auger. So we get it started. He said, you ready? I said, I'm ready. He starts the engine. Okay, we're going, right? I know how to do an auger. He hits the, he hits the drill, and I go flying. That thing hit stone immediately, and I went flying. Okay, we got to get this done. I brush myself off. I go back over, and he, you know, I get the eye from the ex-husband. Have you ever gotten the eye? Okay, I'm ready. I get down a little further. I hang on a little tighter. He said, are you ready? I said, I'm ready. He starts it off. We go about two seconds. Kathy goes flying off into the sunset. Now, it wouldn't have been so bad, but I got all these construction workers behind me. And you know what they're thinking? Wow, dinner and a movie. Look at this entertainment. They're howling. These are big, burly construction guys. They are howling. I'm not. I get the eye again. And I get a little instruction this time. I do it again. I get down even further. In fact, I remember, I think I laid on it. I think I put all my weight on my side. We started up. It gets about three inches into the ground this time. I go flying. What are we going to do? Now, the problem is, you know, it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Oh, they were howling. They were howling. They were laughing so loud. I mean, now they had gotten a group. I swear they must have gotten bleachers. So I'm, I'm looking at my ex-husband because we realize we can't put the auger in the ground. We can't do those posts. Now, the problem is we bid the sign with an easy install when they had dirt there. There's no dirt there now. So now we're going to lose all the money that we were going to make with that sign. Tried, we, had to, we would have to go and rent a large uh, tractor auger to make those holes. That's expensive. That was going to take all our profit. We weren't going to make a thing off of this sign. So I'm standing there. My ex-husband's not very happy. I got a crowd back here just, 
you know, now we've got cheerleaders. I looked across the field because I know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I know his son Jesus died for me. I know the gospel. I had the faith that Jesus bore my sins. He bore my sickness. He bore my poverty. And he bore my stupidity. And I looked across the field away from those, men, those guys and I said, Jesus, we need some help. I need some help. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Do you know I turned around and the, the head uh, foreman of this group comes walking over to my husband and he's got a sandwich in his mouth and hand and he's laughing. He goes to my husband and he points to me and he starts laughing. And he, he looks at my ex-husband and he said, what are you trying to do? And, and my ex-husband said, well, we got to get this sign in the ground. And we had it there. It was three, four by eight signs, big things. There was going to be 16 by eight. And then you have to put it on poles, the whole bit. So anyway, the guy looked at Jack and he looked at me and he turned around and he went like this. He pointed to one of the guys and he went like this. And he pointed to another guy and he went like that. Do you know what happened? The guy that ran the shovel come brought the shovel over and the foreman said, where do you want the sign? Where do you want the sign? He pointed to this. We went over and showed him. We need it right here. That shovel in one scoop took out all the dirt that it would have taken us years. He not only did that, the foreman turned around and he pointed to a couple guys. They came over, they put the poles to the sign together and they put it in the ground. And then he turned around and he's still laughing. Every once in a while he'd point at me and laugh. And then he goes and he points to the other guy and the guy gets the bulldozer and he bulldozes all that dirt right back into the sign. And then they come over and they tap it down. We didn't even install the sign, they installed it for us. That is the faith that comes through believing the gospel. Believing the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, nothing else. Jesus preached the gospel. What did Paul say? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the, um, and the, what is it, and the sufferings and be made conformable unto his death. He said, I, I know nothing but the gospel that I know nothing but the gospel. Why? Because that's where your faith is going to grow. And one more thing. Turn with me to Romans 1, 16. Paul says it. You know what? Paul had faith. You know what? You can laugh at me all you want, but I got my sign in there. I got it installed for free. For free. We even made more money because we didn't have to install it. First, Romans 1.16, Paul, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel, there it is again. If you will read Acts 2, what did Peter preach? He preached the gospel. Acts 5, what did Peter preach? He preached the gospel. Uh, Romans 1, what did Paul preach? He preached the gospel. What did the 12 disciples preach? They preached the gospel. They preached the gospel. What did Jesus preach? What did Jesus preach? He preached the gospel. Why are we preaching anything else? Why do you want to preach anything else? Romans 1, 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it 
is the power of God unto salvation. There's where your power is. There's where you'll find your faith. There's where the power of God is. What made those men install that sign for me? The power of God. Where did it come from? It came from the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You need healed, you're going to find it in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You don't need to go to, let's have a meeting just about healing. You need to have a meeting about the gospel. You don't need to have special meetings about prosperity. You preach the gospel, and prosperity comes. You need the Holy Ghost, don't go to a Holy Ghost meeting. Preach the gospel, and the Holy Ghost will show up. He comes with the gospel. That's why Jesus came. Jesus preached the gospel, and he healed everybody that came to him. The prosperity comes through the gospel. Why? Because Jesus bore your prosperity. Now, if you want this faith and you want this power in your life, you got to believe the gospel. And the first thing you got to do is what Jesus said. You must be born again. You must be. Jesus said you must be. Your denomination didn't say that. The church you go to didn't say that. Jesus did. He said you must be born again. How are you born again? You go to Jesus and you call on his name and you tell him, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Lead me, guide me, give me this gospel. Call on his name. Call on his name for anything you need and the man will show up and he will bring it to you. Call on it with me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.